This podcast was sponsored by Baba Sobers Wealth Management at UBS Financial Services. Baba Sobers Wealth Management works with physicians, medical practices, and hospitals, providing comprehensive wealth management services for individuals and institutions. Visit our website at advisors.ubs.com forward slash Baba Sobers WM. We're members of FINRA and SIPC. FirstNet, built with AT&T, is the only nationwide wireless network built with and for emergency responders, including Arizona physicians, nurses, and other critical staff. FirstNet subscribers get a great mobile experience with added security and peace of mind. Visit firstnet.com to learn more. It's very intentional that we get them into community health center environments. This school, which was developed in 2007, was started with our partnership with community health centers because of the need for underserved uh, underserved areas for physicians and healthcare providers. Hi, and welcome to the Arizona Physician Podcast. My name is John McElligot, your host for today's episode. And our guest today is Dr. J. Aaron Allgood. He's an associate professor and chair of clinical science medicine at A.T. Still University in the School of Osteopathic Medicine in Arizona, also known as ATSU SOMA. He's board certified in internal medicine and a former U.S. Air Force physician. Dr. Allgood is the director of medical student rotation courses in neurology, critical care, and healthcare for the homeless. He is also heavily involved in the development of curriculum and facilitation for the first and second year medical student courses. In addition, he also serves as a medical skills facilitator, student advisor, and a member of a variety of committees at SOMA. Dr. Allgood, welcome to the show. Thank you, John. Thanks for having me. And thank you for for all of your support, um, Maricopa County Medical Society and our our support, your support of our students. uh, Really appreciate that. Yeah, it's a great and, and growing partnership. Uh, in fact, my first year here, we had a medical student director on our board who was from ATSU. So uh, it left the lasting uh, positive impression and I understand the value of connecting students with uh, practicing physicians in the Valley and, um, and residents as well. So I think that'll continue to grow. Yeah. Um, Dr. Allgood, I, I mentioned a brief bio about you, but is there anything else that you wanna share with listeners about your experiences and what you've been doing in the Valley? Well, I think that one of the more fulfilling things about working in academic medicine is you, you get to work on a platform uh, from the state level and the national level. And we've been blessed at ATSU SOMA to be a part of the um, American Medical Association's uh, Innovation uh, in Medical Education Consortium. And so I've been able to work on their, their, with their group as well in the area of physician student wellness, academic coaching, these types of things on a national level. And so that's that's been um, it's been very fulfilling and very humbling and, uh, and fun. So, yeah, I, I would say, well, most of us have some sort of work in those arenas. Um, and what, like I said, in the state level or national level. Yeah, that must be a really cool experience to learn from others. What I wanted to talk about today with you is the, the model of education at ATSU at SOMA how it differs from other medical schools and feedback that you're getting from students, faculty, and community partners about that approach, especially with the rotations. So could you, you know, start by describing for listeners the overall model of education at ACSU, uh, how it provides education for 
medical students and break that down into didactic and the experiential learning that happens over those years? Yes, I will. And, and definitely, we have a very unique setup here at ATSU SOMA for anybody that's ever heard of us. Our medical students spend one year on campus at the Mesa campus. And then starting in year two, they go out to community health centers. Um, we have uh, 15 community health centers and, and 16 areas for uh, classrooms across the country for our second year students to be embedded in. And, um, and that's, that's, that's very intentional, uh, starting with first year and then getting them to the point where they're embedded into a community health center so they could be part of the uh, community uh, while they're still learning and seeing patients. And then third and fourth year, it looks a little bit more like other medical students, uh, medical schools, where they're into their core rotations, internal medicine, peds, uh, surgery, OBGYN, and then that's third year. And then into fourth year, where they're doing a few core rotations, but more getting more specialized into what they're going to go into. And so that's just kind of an overall view of, of what a student is expecting or experiences, how, they, how they're, how they're going to go in the four years. Our curriculum is really, it's, it's a, a clinical presentation curriculum. So it's, it's organized by systems. And, and um, so, so for example, uh, first year student would start in a, maybe a neuromuscular course is what basically what they're doing now. And so they'll see cases that are neuromuscular uh, based or clinical presentation based, and they'll work through those cases um, from week to week uh, throughout the curriculum. And then we'll eventually move into neuro and then eventually move into cardiology, renal, GI, pulmonary, and that's first year. And then into second year with hematology, and it continues for the two years. If you remember in medical education, students do uh, preclinical work and in the basic scientists and clinical through two years and have their first set of boards, which is the USMLE step one and the COMLEX level one uh, at the end of two years and before going, before really going headfirst into clinical. And our school has, has really put a, a value in the early clinical, uh, the early clinical experience. So our students they're also doing their didactics in their first year, they're starting to meet standardized patients. Uh, we have a set, uh, a, a good crew of standardized patients where patient actors um, that students meet almost from day one and they get to learn how to take a history and physical, how to really talk to patients and see them um, as a future physician. And it, that's designed basically in their first year to do, be able to have a head to toe encounter with the patient. So that when we do send them to community health centers and their groups of 10 in their, in wherever they go, they're able to help with clinic. They're able to not just shadow, but be a valuable member in that clinic with their preceptor in their second year. And all of these things is to try to get them to advance clinically earlier. Um, and so that's, that's really the uniquenesses of our, of our curriculum and, and our setup at, at SOMA. Like I said, it's very intentional that we get them into community health center environments. This school, which was developed in 2007, was started with our partnership with community health centers because of the need for underserved, uh, underserved areas for physicians and healthcare providers. Okay. So the school was developed to fulfill that need and our relationships with the community health center started first. And that was where our students were going to go serve with the hopes that they would stay in those areas to serve. 
we also have a hometown program where we, we take students from those areas to come train with us and then go back to those areas to serve as well. And so that's just a, a quick overview of, of what we're about. We're very mission driven, but we're also very, you know, primary care based and, and early clinical. And that's, that's a, a 30,000 foot view. Yeah, that's a really great view. And I, it sounds like it's been successful. I want to get into that in a second. You'd mentioned Mesa and, uh, and Soma, right? That's where you are. But the original location for ATSU is in Missouri or maybe yeah. pronounced Missouri. So could you break down for our listeners, how many students are in Missouri and how many are in Kirksville and how many are in Mesa, Arizona? Sure. Yeah. And, you know, I can make fun of Missouri, right? I'm from Iowa, so I can do that. That's okay. No, I, uh, that is, Kirksville is the original osteopathic school for those that don't know. And we're going to be celebrating 130 years uh, soon here. I think it's this year, 130 years ago was when they started that AT Still, uh, the founder of osteopathy, started that school in in Kirksville um, and has since then that has grown into um, obviously our campus as well. We have two separate medical schools under the same university umbrella, one here at at some of the one, the one here in Arizona, the one that I work for, and then the one in, in, um, in Kirksville. So I will say overall, the university has about 4,000 students um, in all the, the medical professions, uh, medical professional schools. We have dental and PA and, and PT and OT and athletic training. And I know I'm forgetting some, but that's of all the schools that we have plus online. The class size at, at, in Kirksville is about at 170, 170 plus per year. And the, one, and the class size that we have here at Selma in our medical school is about 160. Yeah, thank you. We'll take a short break here in a second, but I want to ask you this. Uh, one of the questions, the, the first half of the show, is how you would say the ATSU approach to rotations and these community partners differs from other medical schools. And it sounds like you said earlier that you do it earlier. You get earlier exposure to students. Is that it? Or is there another twist to your approach? Um, yeah, it's, you know, our, our intention, again, is to put them into their community health center. So if you're a student, you go in there by your second year and you're starting to see patients. And we really like to see that continuity throughout their time. So when you're a third year uh, student, then hopefully, you know, you're getting to rotate in that same area of seeing some of those same patients and in the even fourth year. Now, yeah. some of now our students still have to do surgery rotations and OBGYN. So we, we do have affiliations with hospitals in those areas, but we, we also value the continuity that they get and just the overall part of the community that they get at the community health center. Thank you so much. Folks, you've been listening to an episode of the Arizona Physician Podcast and our discussion today with Dr. Aaron Allgood. We'll take a short break and continue our discussion about the ATSU approach to medical education. Interested in CME, patient and professional referrals, networking and connecting with other physicians across the valley, want to be highlighted in our Arizona Physician Magazine and Podcast, or interested in exclusive discounts for your next vacation? At MCMS, we offer all of the above to fit your needs as a physician. Join us now. For more info, check us out at mcmsonline.com or give us a call today at 602-252-2015.
Welcome back to the Arizona Physician Podcast. Our guest today is Dr. Aaron Allgood. In the first half of the show, we talked about big picture, what the approach at SOMA is all about and how you differ with, uh, by and large, getting students faster uh, and greater exposure to patients and standardized patients um, in year one, year two, and those rotations that you have with community partners. That's been going on for a while. That was, as you mentioned, started from the outset in 2007 when the school, when SOMA was founded. Since then, what feedback have you received from students, faculty, and if you have something from the community partners about that approach to rotations, has it been having a positive impact on, on the students? And, and what's, from the community perspective, what do they say? Yeah, I mean, one thing about this setup is as, as, we, as we take second year students and put them into their groups of 10, they're in cohorts of 10 at each community health center. They, at that community health center, they have classrooms and study spaces for themselves. They also have two physician teachers that we call regional directors that help them throughout that, that process in that second year and beyond. Uh, but one of their charges when they get there is to do an epidemiology project, a biostats project. It's one part research and it's other part community service. So they, they're charged with trying to find gaps in or, or any kind of help that the community health center needs. Sometimes they'll come to the students and, and then they develop a project to fulfill that gap. So um, that's know, cool because that's yeah. looking beyond individual medicine to a more community public health approach. Correct. And it is. Yes. And that is um, it's mandatory for our students. They have to work together for that project. These are projects like assessing mammogram screening, uh, identifying intimate uh, uh, domestic violence, partner violence, and then giving the doctors information or education on um, resources and, and all of the providers. It's usually working with something that could be improved or a quality improvement and trying to, to give that information back to the community health center and education back to the community health center to fulfill that need. Yeah, we've, we've had some interesting ones. We've had um, a mini doc program where they've gone into uh, and worked with kids in, in elementaries to, to make them a miniature or mini doc. And so that with uh, nutrition, education, and you know, to send them back into their families. Uh, we've had um, uh, cooking stations in uh, patient waiting areas, you know, to talk about nutrition, uh, taking advantage of that time that you wait for your, your for your physician and, and utilizing that time for education. And so there's some, there's some exciting things. And what the students can do with those things is they get a chance then to present nationally or present in state level or take that into another research project. And uh, that's been, that's been uh, re- really fulfilling to see. Oh, excellent. Thank you. So I would say that, uh, you know, it's not all rosy. Nothing is perfect, uh, except as my father's told me, peach ice cream on a hot summer day. Yeah. It's his favorite. But with that in mind, what are some things that, Dr. Allgood, you think that you and your team are trying to improve for these rotations? Look, we're always looking for good rotational experiences. There's no doubt about that. We're looking for good physician mentors to be out there teaching our students or any student in medical education. And they can be, it can be challenging, especially with the demands of, of something like a pandemic where, you know, students kind of get pushed aside a little bit, you know, when things become, you know, emergencies or, and so what we're looking for is, is those opportunities across the country, more partnerships with 
community health centers, more partnerships with areas of medical need. Um, one of the difficult things um, that we in encounter is standardization too. You know, we have, you know, these 15 sites and students go and do, um, let's say an internal medicine rotation in 15, 16 different sites across the country. And so we do try to work a lot on that curriculum piece to standardize that so that students at least get the, the information and the knowledge that they need in that particular uh, discipline because they'll all have different experiences no matter what, um, what, what rotation they're on. The biggest challenge is getting and keeping good partnerships and continuing finding preceptors to, to help with our students. Okay. Well, I guess that leads into my last question, uh, which is your request of any physicians listening. And maybe that's about whether you need volunteers as preceptors or guest lecturers, you know, in person or remotely. And this is Arizona Physician Podcast. So by and large, the community is Arizona docs uh, and practices and clinics. So what's your request of uh, people who may be more local? Yeah, I mean, I, I would just say, and it doesn't need to be a major commitment, but um, if you if you don't take a student, you know, try to take a student once or twice and see how it goes. I know um, taking students in clinic that changed my career. Um, that was always those were always my best days when I had when I had um, a student with me in, in clinics, and it made me turn into you know turn to academic medicine, and, and um, I, it's it's changed me forever on that. I don't know if it'll have the same effect on you, but I know that it is it. It's um, it's uplifting to be able to work with our these students. They're they're so motivated and intelligent and and willing to serve, and so that that would be the the biggest piece is to you know and and obviously we're here in the valley, um, and it's not only for us. It's for all the our education partners across the, you know, the state, uh, all the medical schools. We're we're always looking for for people that are interested that want to spend some time with students um, to become future doctors. So that would, yeah, that would be preceptors would be my biggest push there. Excellent. If people uh, want to reach out to you or volunteer as a preceptor, where should they go? I can share my email onto this podcast here and I'm at aallgood at atsu.edu or just find us on the web and reach out for a reach out to us for information. So we'd love to talk to our, our colleagues in the area and we do that a lot. And not only that, but to come to campus, you know, maybe we can, we, we also love to have people come to campus and see what we're doing in the classrooms as well. Thank you. Yeah, we'll include that information in the show notes and uh, I will second that. It's a beautiful campus, easy to get to, and you can really see in person. Uh, I got the opportunity to go tour and see where the standardized patients are in those different rooms. It was great to see and to run into students and ask them how things are going. So. Dr. Aaron Allgood, thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you, John. Thank you again for having me and, and again, all your support of our students in medical education. This production is brought to you by Maricopa County Medical Society. MCMS is increasing value for physicians throughout the valley. For more info, check out mcmsonline.com or simply give us a call at 602-252-2015, helping physicians be the best they can be. Does your financial advisor help you pursue what matters most? With so much at stake when it comes to protecting everything you've worked so hard to achieve, 
it never hurts to get a second opinion about your financial future. At Baba Sobers Wealth Management at UBS Financial Services, our approach starts by understanding your life and what you want to accomplish. Then we work together to create a framework design to give you the confidence to do what matters most, no matter what the markets are doing. We want to help ensure you have all you need for today, tomorrow, and for generations to come. For more information about Baba Sobers Wealth Management, visit our website at advisors.ubs.com forward slash Baba Sobers WM. We're members of FINRA and SIPC.